is a Woodside Church podcast. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're really well. As you might have picked up, my name is Ollie. I'm the youth pastor here, and I've been part of this family at Woodside for just under 22 years, like a couple of weeks, which is a long time. And what a family it is. I think if, if you're new, you've already been welcome, but hear it again. You are so, so welcome here. My family is delighted to welcome you into it. I just pray this morning that you feel the radical welcome of God when you've walked into this building. Um, and we're so grateful to have you here. Um, and just quickly to the people that have been baptised, I know I said it in Nepal, but we are so proud of you. Like, my heart is absolutely full of joy at the start of you just committing in front of our family your life to Jesus again and saying, Jesus is Lord. And what, a, what an amazing day it's been so far. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just can't stop smiling. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to quickly pray, and then apparently if we go under, my preach is done after I pray, so we'll just see what happens. Um, I won't go too long, I promise. Um, Lord, we thank you for this morning, that actually this room has been full of joy because you are here, been full of joy because five people have recommitted their lives to God, have been baptized, been joined with you, and we're so grateful, we're so proud of them, and we just pray that you bless us over these next 15 minutes. Open our ears to what you want to say, God. And I just pray you help me to communicate what you want to say um, and that we have a great rest of the morning. Amen. Amen. So this morning we've already heard from the Bible. When Rich was up here doing the Confessions of Faith where they said, I confess in my mouth that Jesus is Lord, we heard from Romans 10 verse 9. And we're going to go back into the Bible. Um, if you are not a Christian or you don't really know what this is, we believe this is the word of God for us today. This is the Bible. This is what many Christians read. And this is split into two sections. You've got the Old Testament and the New Testament, and then there's lots of books in both of them. I'm going to try and explain a bit more this morning. And we're going to be looking at a book in the Old Testament, which is the first half, a book of Psalms. And a psalm is basically, a psalm is basically either a piece of poetry or a song. Many of them were written by a man called David. Not the David that got baptized, but a different David, okay? <laughs> and... If you haven't read the Bible before, it's a really interesting place to, place to look at. It's filled with emotion, and actually, what we see in this psalm, which we're going to look at Psalm 103, we actually see David praising God for what he's done, almost like it's another testimony. So we've heard already five testimonies this morning, starting to understand what kind of God God is, but we're also hearing it from David as well. He's praising God because of what he has done in his life. I'm going to read it out for us. Don't worry about finding it in your Bibles because it's going to come up on the screen and then we're just going to see a little bit about what it says, if that's all right with you guys. So Psalm 103 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth, and he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. 
That is just, it's not the whole psalm, because we don't have time to look at the whole psalm. That is the first 12 verses, and it is an absolutely amazing psalm. Um, and we go use that this morning. But I just want to tell you a little bit more about myself. So I'm the youth pastor here, but I also study at university. And I study applied theology and youth work. And so I tend to study for academic reasons the Bible quite a lot. And because of the applied side of the course, we have to ask two questions, not just one. When you read the Bible, a lot of people will start with, okay, what does this tell me about God? Or in a sense, what kind of God? And that's very good. But, I mean, we see it in the, in the psalm. We've seen a response with the people getting baptized. But actually, alongside the question of what kind of God, we've got to come over here and ask, so what? What are we going to do about it? Because there's not much point in finding out what kind of God if we don't do the so what bit. The baptisms are a response because God is a transforming God, so I'm going to be joined with him. That's their so what moment. And in a sense, my job is therefore really easy because you've heard from the Bible already this morning, you've seen the so what moment. So I could finish now, but I'm not going to. But you can't get what I'm saying. We have to look at both to see the beauty in both. Um, and I am a pr- very practical person. So as we look through this psalm, we're going to build a mind map behind me. I love a mind map. If you're youth, you know I love mind maps. It's the best way to display information. So we're going to just explore this psalm together and have a mind map of first answering the first question, what kind of God? What kind of God is, is he? The person that they've committed to today. Who are they committing to? What is their character? Is that all right? Amazing. So we know that David is praising God from his own experience. I'm going to hold this because I didn't manage to memorize the Bible beforehand. And in the first part of the psalm, David says, He forgives me from all my sins, heals all my diseases, he redeems me from death, and crowns me with love and tender mercies. I mean, that is just two. I don't know how many verses there are in the Bible. That is two verses. And we've already seen three characteristics of God that we can put on our mind map. And it's already a pretty beautiful picture. If we talk, I mean, that is, a, that is, a, that is good. I, I, that is amazing, okay? But that isn't the end. If you did it for the whole Bible, we'd be here for a very long time. But you'd have a mind map that is massive. Absolutely massive. He is healer. He is redeemer. He forgives us of our sins. And we'll talk about that point a little bit later. See, we can move on, and it also says, the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly, and he reveals his character to deeds and deeds to the people of Israel. And these two verses are a little bit more complicated. I can't really put them straight up there. I guess righteousness and justice are words we see quite a lot through the Bible, but maybe we don't quite have the grips on today. And I was just sitting in the, I was sitting in the offices upstairs this week, kind of thinking, what does this tell us about God? And when I read it out to one of, my, one of the other people that work here, we thought, this, the, the fact that he is righteous and seeks justice means that I can trust him with my whole life. What kind of God? He is absolutely trustworthy with everything. And we've seen it through all the testimonies. David is, is praising him for it because that's what he's seen in his life. He is completely trustworthy. He's righteous. He seeks justice. And also the bit where it talks about, where he talks about showing his character and deeds to the people of Israel, that has a lot of context to it. But to sum it up, God is enduringly committed to his people. We'll see later on that, is a, that he has a love that never fails and he's enduringly committed to his people. Trustworthy. We've seen it. Those people's lived experiences. This is the kind of God that we're talking about, that they're singing about. We've seen the truth all the way through the songs and the worship band did great. There's so much truth about what kind of God God is. And that's pretty spectacular. But there's more. <laughs> you've heard it, but you've heard it. 
And then we got into verse 8, which is a verse that maybe you guys will probably heard already. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, so to get angry and filled with unfailing love. There are another four points we can put on our mind map. And they are powerful points. We could spend it all, all morning looking at any of these, but he's filled with unfailing love. It's not just love. It is unfailing. Yeah. We didn't sing it this morning, but the song says, his love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Yeah. That is truth that we can speak across our whole life because it's a promise but in the songs that they did sing they talk about eternal promises these aren't just temporary measures this is the same god and these characteristics are there forever unfailing love for all eternity that is a pretty beautiful picture to this question of what kind of god and if we if we look at this psalm it's quite easy if you haven't heard of this god before you're looking at that thinking, that's, pretty, that's loads of stuff. That could be pretty overwhelming. But in the Bible, we also see it summed up quite well in a few words. Okay, All these are characteristics, are ways that God shows us who he is. But actually in the Bible, we also see a more simple description of him. And that is that actually what kind of God? God is love. That's the truth. All those things add up to God is love. And arguably, the most, the most perfect example of what it means that God is love is what verse 10 points towards. And verse 10 says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. And that's what we're going to look at. But again, I can't just have a title on the screen, so we're going to have to get practical. I've already asked a few, a few youth to help me. But basically, we're going to have one massive timeline going around this whole hall. So if you're a young person, and I've asked you specifically, do you want to come and can we welcome them up as they come? They're going to hold a piece of string. And if not... Make sure you don't strangle anyone. Come on, come on, come on. Make sure you don't strangle anyone. So if any other, you want to go to the back corner, you hold the string there, and we want it to come all the way across the front as well. You see the string, pick it up. Don't strangle anyone. We want them to feel really welcome, not anything else. Is there another young person that can help and just lift, hold it, the others? Yeah, do you want to hold it, Alfie? Just about halfway down that wall. So pick up the string. It can come across the stage. It's a bit loose. But this basically, okay, this is our timeline all the way from creation to now to the future. So we need to add some context. David, do you mind coming up? Just so it's really obvious for you guys where we are on the timeline. Is this obvious enough? So David, if you hold this on the timeline, you guys are here. This is the very moment, this Sunday morning, where we've seen the people get baptized. That's pretty amazing. And so if we are here, all the way with any other in the back corner, that is where, if you take the sign off the wall, that is where... God created the heavens and the earth. So this is the scale. It's not to scale, but that is in the beginning. God created all the way over there, and the timeline will go all the way across this wall to David, which means that if we are here, then over by Josh, what do we have? Okay, we have the future there, okay? So that's quite hard to picture, but that is the future. Josh is the future. And this is a timeline, okay? You, know, you can hold... Uh, no, 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 not the next one yet. That's a secret. Okay, that's the future. And so this is our timeline. This is where today's significant moments have happened. And actually, there's significant moments that have happened all the way across there and all the way down here. But the truth is, when we're talking about what kind of God, that God is love, there's another truth in the Bible that we see, and that is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The promises on that, on that mind map that we just had don't run out. They never fail. They don't ex there's no expiry date. Yesterday, in the beginning, they were true. Right now, they are true. And in the future, they will be true. Okay? 
that's what we're talking about when we talk about the, what, the, what kind of God that we're thinking. But there's another thing on the timeline that we haven't quite realized yet. We talked about verse 10, about how God, the most perfect example of God's love is one of the most significant moments in the history. That cross right there isn't just pretty lights. That's a moment on our timeline as well, right by Yemisi. That cross is the most perfect example of God's love. The God that created in the beginning sent his son to live perfectly and then still sacrificed himself on the cross and took the punishment for our sins. When it says in verse 10, he does not punish us for all our sins, he does not deal harshly with us as we deserve, that's because it was all done on the cross. Right at that moment on the timeline, it was all done on the cross. And that means that if you're by Elijah, you have a relationship with God there. If you're here, when we're talking about them saying, I feel really peaceful, I know God is with me. That is, the relationship with God is possible here, where we are, because of what happened on the cross. Okay? Are we starting to understand? This is the kind of God. He sacrificed himself so he could be in relationship with us now and all the way along. Okay? And that's, I mean... Amazing, right? I, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but then we get on to verse 11 and 12, and we're coming in to land a little bit. And verse 11 and 12 say, For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Has, he has removed our sins as far as us, as the east is from the west. And not only can this be a timeline, this could be, a represent, a, this could be representative of God's love, okay? Actually, the measure they use in verse 11 and 12, we can't really fathom what, how long that is, but the fact that they are immeasurable distances is a perfect example because the immeasurable distances in verse 11 and 12 represent the immeasurable, immeasurable, I'm really struggling with that, immeasurable love of God. From the beginning, all the way around, all the way. But instead of it just being the future, if we're talking about the the infinite love of God. Instead of the future, that has to be, that has to say, what does it have to say? That has to say eternity, because the promise is that it lasts for eternity. And that string, just as that string goes out that door, you guys don't know that, but that string goes on and on and on and on and on. Just as it does in eternity, it's going all the way over to the west side, it's going everywhere. Because this string, if this string represents God's love, it doesn't run out. That's the truth. It goes all the way from the beginning, it stretches all the way around. The greatest example of God's love to us today. We can get baptized, join with Christ, all the way through to eternity. That's what, the, that's what we enter into when we commit with God. That's the kind of God that we are talking about. He sacrificed himself so we can go all the way down. That's incredible, right? Can we have a massive round of applause for our volunteers? You can just leave it down there. If you guys see me afterwards... I've got some free tuck for you. So you, anyone who didn't stand up, unlucky. I've got some free chocolate for you guys that helped me. Um, you guys are amazing. I should have told you that before. Then everyone would have ju- jumped up, right? So we've figured out what kind of God. Well, not all of it. You can't fathom all of it. But we've looked at some of it through experiences, through the testimonies, through the psalm, through the example of all the way from the beginning to, the, to eternity. But now we have to come over here and say, so what? And this is going to be different for everyone. We talk about how God is a personal God. Our experiences are different. Our testimonies are different. But actually, we want to have a so what moment. And we want to make room for a so what moment. We've seen a so what moment in the baptistry pool. So what about us? 
For some of you, your so what moment, when we go, go back into worship in a second, for some of you, your so what moment will be, I'm going to do what David did. I'm going to worship God with my whole heart. I've heard, heard this truth afresh today. I'm going to worship with my whole heart. I'm going to refreshingly give him everything new again. That might be some people's so what moment. For some of you, you might not be at that point, and that's fine. For some of you, you might have heard the truth and thought, I do think Jesus is Lord. I want to confess that in front of my whole family. And maybe you go home or you speak to one of us and you start thinking about baptism. That's a so what moment. I've seen this God. I've experienced this God. So I think I need to get baptized. That's a so what moment. For some of you, you might have never even heard about this God that we've just kind of like thrown all these different things at you. I'm sorry it was a bit rushed. But for some of you, you might just think, I'm not... I might not do anything now, but when I go home, I think I might need to try and find the Bible. I think I might need to try and find out some of the questions, some of the answers to my questions. And if that's you, I believe we've got some, some like books or things to answer questions. Find one of the welcome team or one of us. We'd love to chat to you about what we've spoke about today. If you're just kind of starting to be introduced to God, that might be your so what moment. And finally, for some of you, it might be that you've heard it again here today but you've never quite taken that step into the so what and go, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. We heard all the moments where they gave their life to Jesus. It doesn't have to be at New Day, although it's cool to do it there. It doesn't have to be. It can, it can be anywhere, anytime. And maybe God is saying, let's do it now. I've, you've seen my love. You've seen the example of what, who I am. Let's go for it. It doesn't, in a sense, it doesn't matter where you are, but we wanted to leave room for a response because the so what is so important to the what kind of God. And if you need help with any of your so what moments, if you want some people to pray with you, come point yourself out to us. We will find someone to pray with you. If you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time, amazing. We will find someone to help you with that. And just as we go back into worship now, if the band can start to come back up, if that's okay, just to let you guys know, we're also going to be praying for the people that have been baptized. We're going to be praying for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They're going to be just standing there. We've got a little team that will pray with them. But we're not going to rush on from this place. We're going to allow room for our so what moments because it's important to do this when we've heard the truth. The fact is that whatever so what, your so what moment is, God is love. That love is, goes on for eternity but it's also available for you right now. So as we go back into worship, I think Rich is going to pray for us. And we're just going to allow room just to respond, pray with each other. You might want to worship with your whole heart. And there you go. I'll hand back over to Rich. listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.